Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast with your host, Dan. The podcast that is home for anyone that simply wants to relax, listen to ramblings about the aviation industry, venting about life, interests such as photography, gaming, and so much more like sports. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the third episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Yes, I'm finally being consistent with this and we're up to three episodes now, which is probably better off than I was doing previously, as you may have been aware if you were listening to the podcast back in, what was it now, 2018 or 2019, I would often do two podcasts and then stop for three months. But at the moment, we're still on a weekly format and there's lots to cover today. Uh, today, actually, which is the uh, the 13th of April, pardon me, at 10.32 currently local time. Um, I've just concluded my day trip, uh, which I ventured to Oxford about an hour away on train from London. So there's lots for me to talk about with regards to what I got up to in Oxford. I'll be talking a little bit about the international travel opening up within the UK, taking a look at some of your feedback over on some of the podcasting platforms and talking about the performance. And for anyone curious, this podcast is being live streamed, or I don't even know if that's the right word, live streamed, shared. Either way, I'm doing this live in one of the voice channels over on my Discord server, which is discord.gg forward slash aviation if you're interested in joining we have a community of about 2,200 plus at the time of recording, so if you're interested in joining up, feel free. And to anyone that is listening at the moment, a big shout out to you. Uh, firstly, I wanted to get underway with a massive shout out to the patrons who bar the people listening now. We'll be hearing this basically in about half an hour from the time of recording. Otherwise, you'll be hearing this around about Sunday. A big shout out to all the people that have recently joined up and given me their support. We've got Richard that joined up on the 13th of April. We have Al, Doug, and Dave. They're the most recent ones that I have yet to cover in the previous podcast. And also, I wanted to talk about the brilliant performance of the podcast. In fact, I actually got an email that said it was trending, which personally came a bit of uh, a bit of a shock to me, considering I didn't think anyone really listened to it. But no, quite a few people have been listening, not just on SoundCloud, but uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts and so on. That was something I never really got down pat, if you will, when I first did my podcasts. For example, it was only available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, but a lot of people were like, why isn't it on Spotify? Why isn't it on this platform? But I feel like I've gotten better at that this time around, which means it's naturally more accessible. And I think we have a bit over 200 followers uh, for the feed on Spotify about 330 on SoundCloud, and as for the other ones, I'm not keeping too much up to date, but I do know that we were trending at one point number three for the leisure podcast in New Zealand. I know it's not something like number one in the United States, but to me, even if it's a category to be ranked number three, it's pretty awesome to uh, say the very least. So I'm pretty grateful. Thank you to anyone that's been listening. I hope you've been enjoying the rambles, the story times, the general discussion of the aviation industry, and long may it continue. I don't make any money from these podcasts, but they're generally just a lot of fun and a way for me to vent and a way for you all to get to know me better and a different side of me to what you see on the videos, which is very to the point, straight to the point, getting the facts out, and then I'm done. I'm out of there in three minutes, four minutes, and then you don't see me until the next video. People in the Discord server, I'd argue, get a different look at me at times, but naturally, 
I feel like I'm still, Paddle, how would I put it? I'm still to an extent maybe shielded and very masked. Um, and while, of course, I still have that act, if you will, on in the podcast, I like to think that for the most part, I get a lot out of it, things I enjoy. Um, so yeah, it's just a great way for me to just talk into a microphone and people enjoy listening and it seems to suit a market of my audience. So yeah, I will keep doing it. That being said, I have now talked about the Patreon. If you're interested in joining up, uh, more than welcome to, but you do not have to. And I've also talked about how we were charting. I want to quickly go on to say we were also charting in the United States for leisure podcasts, Canada, I believe Great Britain, and then there were other locations like that of Sh- Sri Lanka. Uh, to be honest, we were trending, I think, 30th for the leisure in Sri Lanka. No, no, not even leisure, pardon me. In Sri Lanka, we were trending 30th for all podcasts, which is pretty cool. So if you're listening in Sri Lanka or any of the countries that made us charting, a big thanks to you. What I wanted to get into now was probably why a lot of you may be here, and that is my Oxford day trip. Embarking or leaving London, pardon me, at around... What time was it? Well, there's a bit of a story to that. I was meant to leave at 10.30 in the morning. That didn't go according to plan. If you listened to the... Was it the first podcast? You may have heard that uh, my first train was originally cancelled, so I got moved to the 11.20, leaving from London through to Oxford. There was a slight problem upon arriving to Oxford Station today, and the 11.20 train didn't exist. <laughs> There's no other way to put it other than uh, the 11.20 to Oxford did not exist. I mean, it did not exist. So naturally, when you don't see a train on the board, you think to yourself, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's on another one of the departure boards. No, there was no 11.20 train to Oxford. So first of all, I'm like, well, how often do I go on day trips? You've got to remember, we've been in a lockdown in the UK for the past five months. And prior to that, we had, I believe, about two and a half months that were out. And then um, immediately after, or before that part of me, we had another five months in lockdown. So basically we've been stuck inside. So I'm like, well, of course, the one time I decided to go on a day trip, which opportunities have not been, you know, front and center. This is our first week where we're allowed to do that kind of thing. It would just be so typical that my train doesn't even run. But never fear, there was an 11.50 that uh, went through to Oxford. So I jumped on board that. However, naturally, because I was originally booked on an 11.20, I had a seat reserved. Now that seat was, well, I'll get onto that right now. Basically, I had reserved... I'll have, I could have a look at the app, but it could take me forever to try and navigate and find you the exact seat and carriage. But anyway, the carriage didn't exist because my train didn't exist. I think the, the train was about two carriages shorter than what I needed. So I'm like, well, that causes a problem because if I had a seat reserved and naturally we do social distancing, as I'm sure everyone does. So it's one person per two seats and you have to sit on the window which automatically reduces the capacity. So it's like, great, if I don't have a reserved seat, am I going to be able to sit anywhere? I found a seat and I sat down into it. um, And about five minutes prior to departure, I decided to look up. And uh, if anyone's been on Great Western Railway trains and for any train enthusiasts potentially listening, you'll, you'll know what I'm on about. And I think most trains in the UK have this, maybe worldwide, but I certainly haven't seen it in Australia definitely seen it big in the UK. Above the seat, it will have the seat number, but it also has a uh, digital board where it has uh, a green or red light. Basically, greens means it's you can sit there and it's available and it it will literally say green and available. If it has red, it will tell you red basically means reserved and you're not allowed to sit there. And then it will say, um, for example, because I was doing London to Oxford, it would have red as in reserved through to London to Oxford. And then 
uh, immediately after Oxford, that seat would become available, which means you cannot be sitting there from London to Oxford because someone has reserved it. Uh, yeah, so I looked up and it was originally green and somehow it's turned red. I'm like, how? How on earth has it all of a sudden just turned red? Has someone magically booked a ticket in the space of three minutes prior to departure and just somehow reserved the seat I was sitting in? And mind you, the carriages are filling up and there weren't that many carriages. I couldn't tell you off by heart how many there are. I do have a picture of my train, but I can't remember to be sure. But also remember that one carriage, I think was maybe one or two were first class and then one was a quiet one, which doesn't leave that many, if you will, for your economy, which is your basic seats. Personally, uh, for a one-hour journey to Oxford, I don't see the point in paying for first class, considering it is very expensive. Train travel within the UK is already pretty expensive to begin with, but I don't see the point in traveling um, first class, considering, yes, you get a trade table that is not as good as an actual table, but it's an hour. I mean, come on. <laughs> I personally found it really enjoyable, even in economy. I think maybe if you're doing it a ridiculously long distance, then you could maybe argue the point, but then it just becomes more expensive. Like naturally, if you're going on a one hour plane journey in business class, it's going to be more expensive if you did business class for 18 hours, naturally. Um, so yeah, I just don't see it as worth it, but I know some people will uh, disagree with me. And to be honest, when we're socially distancing and there's no one next to you, it, it, it begs like the question even more. I say this as I've just gotten a text from my mother, so let me just clear that. I'll respond to her as soon as possible, but we don't want the ding going off. Um, for some reason, D&D never works on my phone. Even when I'm recording videos, text messages, oh my god, Siri. Speaking of Siri, I have uh, Siri set to an Indian male. Don't ask me why, but it sounds really cool when I get text message notifications in my ears when I'm out. It sounds really cool. Anyway, I digress. As I was saying, the that's what I was on about, the light went to reserved. I was like, well, what do I do now? So I went to the next carriage and I, my eyes were like, where is there a green light? Where is there a green light? Couldn't find one. I managed to find one, but unfortunately I was facing um, towards the back of the train. I wanted to be front facing. I'm not one of those people that has a gripe with that, if you will. I'm not someone that will really, really struggle if I'm, if I'm like facing backwards, but I just wanted a better window seat is what it is. Um, ended up just chilling and listening to music for the hour-long journey and having a look at all the country fear, uh, countryside. And yeah, it was pretty cool. I do enjoy train travel within the UK and I will be heading to uh, Bath very soon in May. And I'm already going to be looking at booking pretty much at the conclusion of this podcast. I will look at um, doing another day trip. So it will already be booked. But uh, if anyone's in the Discord server now and has any suggestions on where I should go within the UK on a day trip, feel free to let me know. If you're listening to the podcast, shoot me an email. My emails are contactdjsaviation at gmail, um, or you can tweet me, whatever's easiest, and um, I will take your consideration, or your recommendation, pardon me, into consideration. Got my uh, words mixed up there. Either way, I arrived at Oxford. Um, it wasn't too hot, but it wasn't too cold. It was kind of nice. I think it was around 12 degrees. Walked around a little bit. Um, I was very, very startled by just how beautiful the architecture was. Don't get me wrong. I always knew Oxford was going to be beautiful. I've seen pictures. Uh, my parents, uh, when they came to visit me, and actually the last time I saw them, which was back in 2019, they were fortunate enough to go to Oxford themselves, and they were always ranting and raving about how nice it was. I was like, well, I've got to go. Um, but I was just stunned at the architecture. And as someone who's heavily into photography, again, don't mean to plug, but if you would like to see photography away from aviation, I have a Flickr that you're more than welcome to check out. 
Um, alternatively, I also published some pictures on my personal Instagram, but I loved it and I just loved walking up and down the streets. One thing it honestly reminded me of was um, Harry Potter. I know that because my girlfriend is heavily into Harry Potter and she goes on about it so much. Um, she loves collecting all the Harry Potter collectibles like your pop vinyls and um, blankets and so on. And um, I was seeing like, this really looks like Harry Potter. And actually, I've watched all the movies with her. And it was such a shock. And I, I swear, every potentially second shop was, say, a tourist souvenir shop. But front and center was Harry Potter. So it gave me really the impression that they really did like to um, pride themselves on, hey, we almost look like Diagon Alley or your Hogwarts or the in and arounds London, that area. Very, very beautiful. I love that kind of architecture. And while London definitely has some of that, I wouldn't say it's to the same extent as Oxford. I think the further you go out, you can find some really beautiful hidden gems, which is why I'd recommend to anyone in the UK to hop on a train or wherever or hop in the car and go and explore the country uh, because it's beautiful and there's a lot on offer. And that's someone coming from Australia who unfortunately hasn't really had the opportunity uh, because of COVID. I'm just looking at my list of things to talk about. I actually forgot to talk about the pardon me, out of breath. I don't have COVID, don't worry. I actually forgot to talk about the emergency evacuation. I don't know how I forgot this, but um, as I was at the train station, all the sirens started going on. They're like, this is an emergency evacuation. Please everyone out. Please everyone out. And because it's London and you, you can't move people when no one was moving, I was sitting there like, they're saying there's an emergency alert. Am I meant to be going up? That was just a false alarm. But once again, it's very similar to how I told you guys at the start of this podcast about that 11.20 train. I was like, you have to be kidding me. My train is meant to leave in 20 minutes and you're telling me now that there's an emergency evacuation, which means I'll miss that train. I just thought to myself, how unlucky as a person. Um, and for anyone in here, I've also been discussing it with Jess about we're currently applying for the Discord server to be partnered officially with Discord. And I've pretty much said that knowing my personal luck with things like this, we will purely get denied just because of um, me being unlucky in life. Uh, but hopefully we do get accepted. But I was just saying it would it would not shock me in the slightest. Now, going through what I've been saying, uh, what I'm going to be talking about, I've got the amazing variety of buses in Oxford, which is my next point. So once again, people that love other forms of transport, whether it be trains and buses, are going are to love this episode. But um, the buses in Oxford, my God, they're amazing. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily if they look the fanciest or sleekest, but it's a welcome change to be able to see all the wide variety of colour. I've got pictures of pink buses, orange buses, yellow buses, green buses, blue buses, grey buses, black buses, white buses. Um, and coming from London, where it is typically red, I say typically because sometimes you will encounter a advertisement on a bus that covers the entire thing, so you may have your odd um, totally red bus, I mean totally blue bus, Back in 2019, one of the buses near my area was actually coded out in a Jedi Fallen Order, um, which is a Star Wars game, and it had all like Star Wars characters decals on it, and it didn't look like those typical red buses. But once again, I, I add that that's quite rare. So for Oxford to have all those buses decked out in their usual colours and it just be colourful was, was very, very cool to see, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, it was also nice to be able to do that with my dad, who is back in Australia, and um, naturally it was quite late for him, but he was with me throughout that, and we were just on a call together talking about what I was seeing, and it was nice to be able to spend time with him, because on a more personal level, because of COVID, I have been stuck 
in the United Kingdom pretty much alone for a very long time, for the longest I've ever been away. And naturally, you get no social interaction. You aren't able to go anywhere. And it takes its toll on someone's mental health and just being alone. And um, while you can always text someone and you can call someone, and as an example, you can check in the Discord and you can find ways to cope, it, it, it just doesn't really cut it. It doesn't do it. And it gets very, very difficult. So um, it was nice to be able to spend time with him, me being out. And as I've said, he's been to Oxford as well. And he was talking about what he saw and I should go there and I should go here. Um, of course, he ended up going to sleep because it was very, it was in the early a.m. back in Australia when I was still in Oxford. So he went to sleep, uh, headed down to a pub because we are now allowed to go to pubs. And that's something I'm going to be talking about in... I guess you could argue maybe the more personal side of things towards the end of the podcast. Even though this is personal, this is a lot of transport conversation. Um, but yeah, so I ended up going to a pub, which we're now allowed to be able to do, but we have to sit outside in the freezing cold. So that was fun. Um, but that was just a good way to rest. Um, and yeah, I, I loved it. I just loved every second of it. Shortly after that, I headed back home and I think I arrived back into London at around six o'clock. So I thoroughly enjoyed um, my day trip to Oxford it is the first of many. I'm not here for much longer, but I'm going to make the most of it while we're out of a lockdown. Um, that's why I said I'm going to be booking a day trip at the conclusion of this podcast. Pardon me. But yeah, the train trip back was quite nice. Did a bit of train spotting. Um, Sean, hopefully I've pronounced your name correctly, alerted me that I got a picture of an old GWR train that is going to be retired. Sean is from Twitter and also the Discord server. Once again, hopefully I haven't butchered your name. I'm not very good at that, but he's a good friend of mine. I like to think... He, he noted, alerted me that I got a picture of um, a train that is going to be heading out very soon. So I will be posting that on Flickr and uh, across my social medias because apparently it's a, it's a cool thing to be able to see. And I'm pretty happy with the pictures. They've just got to be edited. I think in total I took maybe 400 pictures, which for me isn't a lot, but I was using my Canon G7X um, rather than my Nikon. The Canon G7X, funny story. Again, I'm going to digress, but that was actually bought for trip reports within Europe. A lot of people are always like, why don't you do trip reports? Why don't you, why aren't you flying? Why haven't you flown in two years? And I'm going to heavily digress here. This is going to be a whole new subtopic. But I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that you you have to sort of, it costs a lot of money to go on tri- uh, trips, whether it's to be going on a plane. Um, I think maybe there's a perception that because a lot of other aviation enthusiasts or YouTubers go on flights every week, that therefore everyone's like that and um, everyone's financially in a position to be able to do that. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful and I'm in a position naturally to be living in London, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can decide to fork out $1,000 to go on business class in the hope that you get some points or snag some deal. Personally, for me, and I know there's a lot of people that will be listening that are like me and there's a lot of people that won't be, but personally for me, I won't book any more, pardon me, I won't book a trip unless I need to go to the destination unless, and I'll do a massive unless, it is something that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. As an example, I was originally booked onto the British Airways uh, 100th birthday celebration flights. To all my UK listeners, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. British Airways scheduled all their Boeing 747s onto retro, I mean, onto domestic services throughout the, throughout the UK, only to cancel them, but I was booked onto that. And what do you know? COVID came around about six months later, and then they retired the type. That is still hurts me to this day that they cancelled that and didn't get the chance to fly on it, along with many others, and now they're gone completely. I know some are being restored not to fly, but they're in protection, if you will, and they're going to be available to the, the public, but 
it still doesn't sit right with me that it was cancelled and I was meant to go on it. Another example is I've been on the Qantas 747 from Sydney to Avalon. Avalon is the secondary airport in Melbourne, Australia, and they host the Australian International Air Show every second year. So we flew into the Australian Air Show on a special drought relief flight, and that was another one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities because Qantas have now retired all their passenger 747s. So I'm quite grateful that I did that experience. But in regards to being like, oh, try out the British Airways A350 in business class, it's kind of like, but I'm not going anywhere that I need to get on that. So why would I spend $1,000? And while I'm not all about money, 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 just to give you some like understanding, why would I spend $1,000 to make $30 back or something like that? Like as a financial, as a an adult who has bills to pay, rent to pay, food to pay for, um, why would I spend all that money and, and not have a return? It's, it's not business smart and it's not even smart as a, as a human being currently working in a field that is so that fluctuates so much one week you think you're going to be out of a job and the next week you're like oh my god i'm living on the moon that is how up and down it is it's too risky in my opinion and i'm i know i will not be doing youtube for 55 years i mean if i do sure but i know i'm not so i need to try and build something where i'm comfortable moving forward and i can get another job if i need to and and going out and spending all that money not a good idea um, so yeah, I've digressed massively, but hopefully that gives people a better understanding of that, why I don't fly. But with that being said, I was planning on going to many destinations throughout Europe, Switzerland, Germany, Paris, like more parts of France, um, and COVID sort of, they were all in my plans for 2020 and COVID sort of put a halt in that. And I've not been able to go anywhere. The only place in Europe I've been to since I moved to London was Nice. And that was for the football. I went by bus though. Uh, and then ferry, I didn't go by plane. So yeah, I haven't really got to do anything I wanted to do. So that camera uh, has basically been rendered useless. Um, but I've given it a new lease of life by doing street photography with it. So yeah, the 400 or so pictures from Oxford were taken on the Canon G7X. I personally think if we're getting into tech now, this this podcast goes from aviation to tech Anyway, I'm back. I basically just had a coughing fit because I haven't been having enough water during this. Um, yeah, I was talking about the Canon G7X. I think it's a very good camera when it comes to close-up photography, if you will. But I think anything in regards to a zoom, you're better off with a DSLR. Naturally, you do lose a bit of quality, uh, which you would have from a zoom lens from a DSLR. But yeah, it's um, it's a great, great camera for street photography. I've been getting into more car photography, bus photography. I want to get into train photography, but I have no idea where I'm going to be able to do train spotting. Um, whether I have to maybe head up to Reading or whichever direction it is, I have to go to Reading and I might park myself at Reading for the day and take some pictures of trains. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that front. But yeah, the Canon G7X was meant to be for trip reports, has turned out to be for general photography, and I've been enjoying using that. Um, what else? Let me have a look at my list because I think now is I'm going to talk about, yeah. All right. International travel, uh, something we're all been waiting to do for a very long time for different reasons. Some people want to get away because they're sick of being indoors. Some people want to get away because, you know, they want to see family, partners, friends. They just want to see the world. Um, we're currently in the UK being told of a 17th of May where a traffic light system is coming out. I have some information that was released by Paul Charles on the 8th of April, so about six or so, five or so days ago. He is the CEO of a travel consultancy, um, 
and was a former director of Virgin Atlantic and Eurostar. Uh, and I don't know how reliable he is, but he's been talking a lot about traffic light system, which would come out with regards to the 17th of May and would enable, would basically show us the countries where we'd be allowed to go to based on vaccinations, cases rising and so forth. And these are the figures that are apparently going to be updated consistently. And I mean, we still don't have an announcement on what countries we'd be allowed to go to, if even any, because as you know, if you've been in the UK, we'll have one date and then it will be changed and nothing ever sticks to plan. But I'm going to cross my fingers and also my toes and you can as well that, um, we will be able to travel internationally in the future and hopefully from the 17th of May. The list on the 8th of April of the countries that apparently are accessible, like I said, I have no idea what's going on properly. It is so damn confusing to me, even if I'm allowed to step foot outside of my apartment, let alone international travel as someone who has not received the COVID vaccination yet because I'm not in a vulnerable group and it will be a long time until I receive it because I'm not vulnerable, I'm healthy 20-year-old with no pre-existing conditions, so they're not looking to give it to me yet. With that being said, according to this, we have basically a chart that has the country and then the percent of the population vaccinated. And let me try and have a look. The infection rate of 100,000 or over, and then a seven-day something, and infections infections over a 14-day period, and then like the percent in the change, so if it's gone up or down. And on the 8th of April, it was... The Maldives, places like Sri Lanka, Granada, Barbados, Mexico, Portugal, Israel. Uh, the big ones, the big two that I'd argue were the USA and Canada. They're currently listed as green, which means that we'd be able to travel there on the 17th of May. Now, in saying that, my girlfriend lives in Canada and um, her cases are rising. <sighs> you know, um, so we'll have to wait on see on that front whether that actually happens. I know that there was something, I'm not sure if it was the Prime Minister said something about a hard lockdown in Canada. I know there's lots of people in my Discord community that are from Canada and of saying there was a state of emergency declared. I try to keep up with it, but naturally it's hard enough to understand in the UK. USA, as I've talked about in countless videos, are also vaccinating at such a rapid rate that they're meant to be done by next month. So theoretically, the USA would make sense. Um, but then again, it's that whole thing of rate of infection. Does, it, does the death rate matter? We have to wait and see. But there's there's a decent list of countries, and I know that some countries in Europe have already opened up to American citizens because of the high amounts of vaccines that have been handed out there. So maybe we have the end of the road in some aspect or a way forward for international travel. Naturally, I believe if you're going to want to do this, you'll have to take some sort of test and all that jazz if you're not vaccinated and even if you are you need to prove that you know you don't have it have the uh the what's it called virus i was about to say disease but i feel like virus is more fitting seeming it's coronavirus um but yeah we'll have to wait and see on that front personally i'm absolutely hoping that i can get to canada for many different reasons i want to see it obviously but i've been away from my partner thanks to covid and it's been a long time i also would like to get back to australia to see my parents but you know when that will happen, we have no idea because Australia's been handling it so poorly when it comes to Australian citizens basically prioritising uh, tennis players over Australian-stranded citizens for the past 12 months. Anyway, if I get too much into that, I'll be here for another 30 minutes and swearing every second word at how much it annoys me. So let's not go there. Uh, basically, now I'm going to be going into more of a personal note. So if you're not interested in more of personal me, feel free to switch off. Um, but yeah, I wanted to basically cover progress with myself, um, how my mental health has 
I would argue, changed with things opening up. Uh, my football team and a funny story of me basically freezing to death on Monday, which was the 12th of April. Let's begin with uh, the gym opening up, which is something that um, I really enjoyed prior to lockdown. And um, I've always struggled with stuff like weight and body image and being bullied for all that kind of thing. And I was never able to make a change. Um, and I always hated how I looked, basically opening up now, but I always hated how I looked um, for many, many different reasons. And whether you can relate to me on that level about being bullied for things like that, um, and it was never pleasant. And I remember due to many different reasons, injuries or, or school or work, I never, I was never having that opportunity to be able to change things until I moved here. COVID's impacted that, but uh, in July until November, I worked my absolute butt off, if you will. And I went to the gym every second day. I was eating really good and I, I lost a, a crap ton of weight. Um, and was for the first time, like I can confidently say in my entire life, I was happy with myself. I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I was very happy with myself. And then once again, we're going to a five-month lockdown. Just I'm really happy with myself, and that kind of all falls apart because I live in a small flat and you can't do anything. But gyms opened up back on Monday, and I was able to go, and it felt really, really good on a mental side of things to be able to do that. And yeah, of course, it's still a long way to go for progress for me to be able to uh, be happy with myself. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm going to get all deep. Actually, enjoy looking at myself and not want to throw up um but yeah so I'm pretty happy about that and I'm going to continue to work on myself because I know it will help me mentally and it'll be a way to just get outside but also do something I've always wanted to do and achieve a goal that I know now after seeing all the effort I put in from July to November I know I can do it if that makes sense I feel like that was what I was lacking for so many years that desire and will because I never thought I'd be able to do it and I the, the difference um that I noticed was staggering i have a picture actually of um when i left for london and i have a picture of when was it middle of october and it's a picture of my face and it actually um disgusts me to look at like how i was um and that's a personal thing that's not me judging if anyone look, like looked how i looked or anything like that but i think on a personal level it was like uh wow <laughs> And how proud of myself, which I'm not, I've never really been proud of myself, but it was like, wow, I'm very proud of myself. And look, people are probably going to get annoyed at me for talking about stuff like that. Um, but it is my podcast and I just love talking about different things. And that's something that has been bugging me and something I've been trying to work on for a very, very long time at bettering myself. And yeah, as I was saying, that picture, the difference is staggering. Um, I don't think I'll be putting it anywhere, that picture, because it makes me very insecure to see how I was. But as a personal picture, it's like pat yourself on the back you did good and and now with stuff opening back up it's like you can do it like you can do it so yeah I'm going to be consistently working on that away from the videos uh on another personal level another major interest of mine is football now I'm not talking NFL for any of my American audience I'm talking about soccer or soccer soccer dude um I'm talking about football I'm not going to call it soccer but it's football um I follow Oh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to leave now, but I follow Chelsea FC, a team in London, and um, actually just finished them watching, and they won. Well, technically they lost, but they're through to the last eight of the UEFA Champions... Last four, pardon me, the semi-finals of the UEFA Champions League, which is, I'd argue, the biggest competition not only in Europe, but the world, bar the World Cup. But the World Cup is just, eh, I can't stand it, to be honest. It's frustrating. Um, but yeah, we're into the last four, which means we're one, technically one win away from the final, and um, that's pretty exciting. 
unfortunately, we can't go into stadiums to watch. But I'm very, very excited and I'm very happy about that. As someone who's been following my football team for well over a decade now, passionately up at 4am every single weekend and now naturally here and I got to experience a lot of games before COVID. Uh, it's great to see something like that hard work pay off. In fact, it's the first time to give some perspective for people that might not understand football. Um, it's the first time we've made it to the semifinals of this competition in seven years and we've only won this competition once in God knows how many, like a century sort of thing. So it's it's very... It's a very hard thing because naturally you have to beat every single team in Europe and it's only the elite teams in Europe that make it in. And then you have to beat the elite teams of Europe and you're already, yeah, it's very, very difficult. So that's exciting stuff. Um, The funny story I wanted to mention from Monday was I went to the pub uh, because we're allowed to go back to the pub and that was the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, What I'm going to do now is I'm going to head to my Discord server because I want to ask... Uh, how long do you think I was waiting in line at the pub, basically, to get a table? Um, I arrived at 3pm, and I'm just asking my Discord server now. Uh, there's a user called Lex who has said two hours. There we go. Tim got it bang on. I waited five hours in zero degree weather, um, freezing my bum off uh, to get a table. Because basically the queue was like 60 people. Anyway, thank you to the people on the Discord server. (laughs) Uh, Basically, the queue was like 60 people. I'm like, okay, it's fine. This should move very quickly. Well, no, I was sorely mistaken. But you know when you get to that point in life where you're like, or in something, you're like, "I'm I'm too close to quit. Like, I'd be stupid to quit at this point. Well, that happened to me. But in hindsight, I probably should have left. Anyway, that happened to me. And um, for some reason, I decided to stick with it and stick with it. And I don't think I moved a single meter for two hours. Now, the reason why this is so funny and so irritating... Well, it's going to be funny for you listening because obviously people laugh at each other's pain. For me, it was a living hell. Um, But basically, I uh, went by myself. Like, I wasn't going with anyone. But everyone else was in groups. But I was the only person... uh, People are going to probably cry for me now. But anyway, I was the only person in that entire line and in the entire pub that was a single, like, by myself. Not single as in relationship status but like single as a no one was with me and uh for some reason the bouncers and the workers there did not realize now somehow they didn't realize in five five goddamn hours of me standing there that i was by myself mind you i hadn't talked to anyone for five hours we were meant to be socially distanced so you could easily see and consistently they went 15 people back and picked out like two girls to go to a table of one but I was there and I'd been there for five hours. And I'm like, excuse me, why did you go and pick two girls? And he did, and the bouncer did this three times, mind you. Now, if people don't know who a bouncer is and like it, they, they had people that did crowd control and it wasn't even, it was like social distancing, bring people in. I'm like, why on earth are you taking them? So pretty much I witnessed a couple, well, a couple and also two girls and then another two girls and just a girl by us. Like, not by herself, but a girl, like, who was she with? She was originally by herself, and then multiple other people came. Basically, they were in a queue and just rocked up, and then after ha- half an hour of waiting, got yanked over to a seat. I watched them order. Let- let's get into it. They ordered what I believe to be was probably champagne. Then they had a very nice entree of uh, probably some chicken. Then they had some more wine. Then they decided to have a pizza. Then they had another drink. Then they had a dessert. Then they had another drink. I watched all that while I was still standing there. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
And uh, the funny thing is, it wasn't even worth it because I was so cold that when I made it to uh, my seat, another thing I'll get onto in a second, I made it to my seat, I was like scoffing my food down because I'm like, I'm getting out of here. And then I had a shower for half an hour, a hot, warm shower for half an hour. I was that cold. Um, but the funny thing is, is uh, basically all this could have been avoided if they weren't brain dead, essentially. Because long story short, the tables that were on the right-hand side... Um, of me, there was two spare tables with no seats there. And I said to the guy, after three hours of waiting, I was like, surely you can get another high chair and put it at the empty, the empty table and I can sit there. Because surely, logically, that makes sense, does it not? Like, that makes sense that you would get a um, a chair from inside. Now, mind you, this is not a small pub. This is a big pub. So to think that they don't have any more high chairs is ludicrous. And I'm like... Man, I've been, I literally said, mate, I've been here for three hours. There are two spare tables that I've seen for the past hour. Mind you, I'm covered in vape smoke, cigarette smoke, and all that. For anyone that isn't aware, I don't smoke. I don't drink any alcohol. I've never touched a sip of alcohol. And I know people will be like, what on earth? I don't drink alcohol. I never plan on touching it. I don't go to parties. I don't go to nightclubs. I've never been to a house party. That is not my scene. That is really not my scene. So put me in a situation where people are vaping all over me. I was literally dying. I wasn't even wearing a mask because of COVID. I was wearing a mask because I was basically like pass out from how bad the uh, vape smoke is. And not a diss to anyone that does that, but I'd never understand how people like that smell because it generally makes me vomit. Anyway, once again, I digress. So I said to him, covered in vape smoke, um, I'm like, mate, there's two tables right there. Why can't you just grab a chair? And he's like, uh, we don't have any chairs left. I was like, but there are like, there's a group of four girls that are meant for a table of one. Why can't you get one of the chairs that's not being used there? Uh, uh, walks off. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. Looks like you're going to be no help to me. Uh, then he came back around about an hour later and I was like, I, I, I basically was giving him a dirty look. And I mean, maybe that was why he didn't let me in. But at that point, I'm like, I should have every right to be annoyed. Anyway, he came back around and then I'm like, Oh, sorry, there was a an, an old man who I would imagine is probably loving the fact that he's being able to go out now with all the vaccination procedure. He was uh, having, I guess, a beer and enjoying reading his paper. And honestly, it was quite nice to see. He was just by himself enjoying it. And he left and there was a single seat at that table. And I'm like, why? C- you're going to, if anyone listening in the Discord, you're going to be like, you've got to be kidding me. The spare seat was there and had been there for 20 minutes. And I was eyeing that thing like a hawk. That was a pot of gold. And I said to him, like, there's a spare one seat right there. Please. And guess what? Because I was in a queue right next to some seats, two girls heard. What did the two girls do? Brought their chair and went over and took the table. Which, guess what that meant? It meant that they moved to the table they wanted to go to and their existing table had no chairs, so we're back to square one because they have no more high seats. So I was like, oh my God. At that point, I just wanted to, you know give up but I was third in the queue and I had been third in the queue for the past two hours so I was like why would I leave now you know that'd be stupid of me after four and a half hours to just walk out because imagine that imagine queuing for that long not getting any food and uh basically um I ended up getting a table because I asked and uh I would like to ask the people in the discord server now how I was given a table basing off everything I said and the things I was told that, you know, what, basically what I was told I wasn't allowed to do, um, how it ended up happening. 
So I'll just wait for some answers to come in in the Discord server. If they don't, I will just uh, pretty much go ahead and say it. Um, Alright, well, nothing's coming in. So I'm just going to basically say it because I don't want to leave you guys hanging for too long. Long story short, I um, asked the owner and he was like, yeah, I'll grab you a high seat. No, not the owner, pardon me. The same guy that was like, uh, we don't have any high seats left. Two hours later said to me, oh, no worries, man. I'll get you a high seat. What? Like, excuse me? <laughs> you said two hours ago you had no more high seats left. So what does he do? He literally goes in and gets me a high seat for the tables that had been sitting there for three hours. And he's like, yeah, here you go, man. Have the high seat. I'm like, yeah, cheers, man. That's really, really, really appreciate. I appreciate that so much, dude. Like, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for making me stand an extra two hours because you said you didn't have any, but then you went right inside and got one. Absolutely pathetic. The food wasn't worth it. I was freezing. I sculled my food. Well, I didn't scull my food. I ate it very fast. I sculled my drink, a uh, good old soft drink, and then I left. And uh, that was the story of the pub, which was a complete mess. So I've made a... Well, I mean, I kind of broke that claim because today I went... Well, yeah, today I went in Oxford, but there was no queue, so don't worry. If I see a queue, I'm not going, but I pretty much at that point was like, I'm never coming back to this pub until we're allowed to go and sit inside, which I think's in May, because I am not queuing. And if you know London, you know how unpredictable the weather is. So one day it's 25 degrees, and the next day it's below zero. It was freezing as an Australian. Yeah, so I was like, that's it. Anyway, lots of fun, uh, lots of fun stories. Uh... I should probably do more day trips because hopefully these podcasts are enjoyable, but that that's going to bring the podcast to a close. We're at 41 minutes and there are still people in um, the stage channel, if you will, in my Discord server listening. So I hope they enjoyed listening to that. And uh, to the people listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed your weekend or if you're listening over on Patreon to the completed version, um, a big thank you for your pledges as always. Your extra support to the channel means a lot. Um, but to anyone just listening, whether you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or more, it is greatly appreciated, and I hope you enjoy seeing a different side of me, maybe a more laid-back side, and a more fun side, if you will. Um, but yeah, with that being said, please be safe, feel free to join the Discord server, it is discord.gg forward slash aviation, we're currently, at the time of recording, looking to be partnered officially with Discord, so maybe we'll have an answer in the next podcast, whether we've got partnered or not. Once again, cross your toes and fingers that we do get partnered because that would be pretty cool. And I can stop paying to uh, boost the Discord server because it's like $30 a month uh, to boost 10 times. So yeah, partner would be greatly appreciated, Discord, if you're listening. But yeah, until the next podcast, it'll be next week. And please take care, be safe. Uh, I hope to see you across on the YouTube channel. Um, if you don't watch the YouTube videos, feel free to go and do so. But if you just enjoy this, I'll see you next weekend. Um, yeah, that concludes it. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members? You can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.